What's up, everybody? This is FF Stompy, your reigning Scott Fishbowl champion, and you are listening to the best fantasy football podcast in the United Kingdom, the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Football Podcast. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Yes, welcome in everybody to the full 10 yards fantasy podcast where every yard counts, providing, of course, you play decimal scoring, which you should be in every single league that you play. I'm your host, Rob Grimwood. As always, you can find me on the Twitter at FFBritBaller and the show is, of course, at full 10. No, it's not. It's at 10Y Fantasy. And the main show is at full 10 yards. So go give us all a follow on the Twitter. And also joining me today, you can find him on Twitter at DiddyToon. It's one of our uh, most uh, senior, I'm going to use the word senior writers, <laughs> Diddy, because you've been around for a while now. Uh, Adil Dunk, uh, I've got your name real wrong there. Adil Can't Deshmook, better known as Dilly. Let's stick with that. How you doing, boss? I'm doing fantastic, mate. How are you? Yeah, I've been butchering your name there. Uh, really good. <laughs> really good. How long have I known you now? Um, a few years. Anyway, uh, nonetheless, uh, no, it's... Um, yeah, been a bit of a funny week, isn't it? Uh, we're not going to go into too much news, but not a good week to be a quarterback in in, in the NFL. We've seen uh, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, um, and Eli, Eli Manning's gone today as well. Not not for injury, of course, but been dropped. Um, yeah, and obviously with Nick Foles out as well and Andrew Luck, it's not been a great start to the season for quarterbacks, has it? And Tom Donald as well. Of course, yeah, I'm Mr. Mono himself. <laughs> um, that's a is that not a weird kind of infection disease type of thing, isn't it, Mono? I I don't think I've ever known of a of a player to have caught it. It's like, I don't think I've ever known anyone to have caught it, but. Well, you, I'm sure you used to catch it playing kiss chase, didn't you? Like at school, like I don't know whether I don't know whether you played kiss chase, did he? But um, you know, I, I was a bit of a ladies' man. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I never had mono, but I, I guess that's what I don't know. It's weird. Um, it's a weird. You don't really hear it anymore, mono. But uh, yeah, he's gonna be missing. Sam Dunnold's gonna be missing for uh, a few weeks at least. I'm, I'm sure. I think they said two to four weeks um, is the recovery time from from mono. But uh, we'll guess we'll wait and see. Drew Brees a little bit longer. Um, I think they're talking what five to eight weeks. Is that accurate? Yeah. You, is that what you've heard? Yeah, that's all right. I've heard around the six six week margin. Yeah, uh, Ben Roethlisberger obviously season ending uh, elbow, I believe, um, and as we know already, Nick Foles is is done for the year, and, and obviously Andrew Luck's done for done for the for his career. Uh, haven't spoke to you on on the waves since Andrew Luck. Uh, obviously, for those that don't know, me and Dilly are both big Colts fans. Um, how are you feeling about it, Dilly? Well, I was tilting massively straight after I. It's a big blow, but Jacoby has a lot more ability this year compared it's to two years ago. It? It's, it's a little different. bit different, and yeah. he's shown that he's uh, he's capable of um, hitting uh, Ty, hitting Ebron, yeah. shown by last week and the week before. Yeah, I mean, listen, we we went toe to toe with Los Angeles Chargers, who 
despite not having Melvin Gordon. I mean, Otto Negler has looked fantastic, um, but they're, they're obviously they were a team that people were tipping to to win their division to go deep into the playoffs. And we, you know, we took them to that overtime, and and yeah, we we didn't look great to start with, but we came back into that game and we looked really good towards the end of it, and we we're unlucky um, thanks to Adam Vinatieri, who really really needs to freaking retire. Um, he, you know. Vin, you've been a great servant for us, but you know, there is a time, and you're way past it because we can't rely on him anymore. He's Mr. Clutch, he's Mr. Vinatieri, but he's not, he's not that anymore. And he's basically he's cost us, he cost us that first game, and he almost cost us last week against the Titans as well. Um, but no, other than that, we look, we look okay. We do look okay, and I think we will be fine. I think we will be chasing the the playoffs. I don't know whether we'll make it. I think we'll be close, um, and we might scrape in like we did last year, but um, do you think we'll make the playoffs? I'm unsure at the moment because mm. Houston don't look brilliant. Uh, to no. be honest, the, the division looks to be quite wide open. Jacksonville are literally exploding on themselves like they did last year. I mean, what is wrong with that team? I mean, there is... I'm going to have a little rant just for a minute about Jacksonville because they are, on paper, probably the best defence in the league, right? I mean, they've got the best yep. cornerbacks in the league. They've got mm-hmm. AJ Boye and Jaden Ramsey. Are you kidding me? They're, they're great. They've got super good players like Yannick Ngokwe on the, on the team. They're so good. I know they haven't got much of an offense, but defensively, they're the best team in the league. But they just fight and argue. Miles Jack gets what suspended, or not suspended, gets thrown out of the game in the first week. And then last week, you've got the head Jaylen coach Ramsey, yeah. and Jaden Ramsey <laughs> going at each other. I mean, Get a grip. Sort it out, Jacksonville. I mean, come on. Um, we don't want well, you in London, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better for us as Colts fans. If there's yeah. a little bit of a circus down the road, yeah, then exactly. uh, we have a better chance of actually getting into the playoffs. Yeah. Ah, well, that was a, a five-minute intro into the uh, into the podcast anyway. We just went on a bit of a tangent about quarterbacks, but, you know, it's, it's NFL-related at least. So, uh, anyway, coming up for you tonight, we've got, um, as were, as per last week, the a bit of a waiver wire sort of add-and-drop kind of section, then a, then a start-sit kind of section. Um, not entirely sure when this is going to go about this week. Probably either Thursday or Friday. So, um I think what we'll do, Dilly, real quick, is we'll predict what's going to happen Thursday. And then in Thursday Night Football, in that case, if we're on Friday, then we are going to look either really good or really bad. But if we're on Thursday, then it's great because it's just a prediction anyway. So let's have... It is the aforementioned Jaguars at home against the Titans. So uh, divisional interest from myself and yourself, uh, obviously being Colts fans. So... Who is yeah? Who do you fancy out of the Titans and the Jacks? Uh, from from a from a win perspective, Titans are going to win hands down. I don't have any worries about that. From a fantasy perspective, if you're in a two quarterback league, Gardner Minshew kind of interests me because there are certain quarterbacks who haven't really cut the mustard mm. so far, and he scored over fifteen points in both games this season. And he, even though the Titans' defense is quite decent, he has the ability potentially to um, to find DJ Chark quite mm. a lot. It seems to be his go-to person. So that's two guys on the Jacksonville side that actually interest me. Uh, Leonard Fournette, you're always going to be starting him. Uh, Titans-wise, I'm only considering starting Derek Henry really, and maybe Delaney Walker. 
if mm-hmm. you're desperate. But I would rather yeah. find a different tight end option than him. Yeah, let's um, let's just circle back to Garland Minshew and give him um, a well-deserved level up for um, just yeah, swag, swag level one hundred. <laughs> I mean that that has got a sick little tash going on there. He looks like an eighties porn star. He <laughs> the best story of the year so far <laughs> of him. What is it? Stretching in the uh, in the dressing rooms just in a jock strap. This guy has yeah swag level one hundred. Cam Newton, we're done with your shitty swag. We're gonna go on to Gardner Minchie now because he actually you know pulls it uh, off. Anyway, did, did um, you hear about the other news from today? A potential endorsement deal from a a certain type of website. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I saw that. Uh, yes, if, for anyone that didn't doesn't know, Gardner Minchu has been approached by an adult website um, to be the face of the the face of the franchise, as it were. Um, so yeah, good banter all around. Uh, give me a give me a score prediction then, Diddy for Titans Jags. I'm saying twenty points to ten. Not a very high scoring game, okay. I would say. No, I mean, I, I'm going to go even lower than that. I'm going to say 17, 17-10. I'm going to go 17-10s to Titans. Yeah, that was I think, Titans, obviously. Well, I think Jags might get a little backdoor cover in it, though, because I do think they'll get off and running soon, because Gardner Minshew has proved that he can do it, and if the defense comes together and plays, then the Titans have got nothing much on offense, have they? You can't tell me. I know Mariota's looked pretty good over, over the last the two ball, weeks. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Exactly, and if if the Jags can actually figure some crap out on defense, then they they could shut them out. So I I could see the Jags actually pulling off something here at home, <coughs> but I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, Titans seventeen, Jags ten. That's my prediction. Anyway, uh, okay, off. Um, so that was either last night or it's tonight, uh, <laughs> depending on when this gets aired. Um, probably Thursday night so hopefully that'll be coming up for you let's um all right Dilly let's get into it let's hit the let's hit the waiver wire so you were kind enough to write an article which is online on our website full10yards.com click on the articles click fantasy and you'll get all of our goodness that goes on to the website and Dilly yeah like I said we were lucky enough to get your takes on the waiver wire for this week so take me through it my man what what who are we meant to be who are not meant to be who are we picking up let's be positive about this let's get this in who are we picking up this week for our fantasy teams from for the quarterbacks, there's just one got one guy that stood out to me completely, Josh Allen. Of course, at the start, at the start of the week, he was only thirty percent owned, which is insane. Yeah, it's fantasy greatness. Considering the last five weeks of twenty eighteen, if you don't count week seventeen, because week seventeen is the death of fantasy. No one counts week seventeen. Exactly. D- yeah, let's put a little. Let's put a little uh, side note in here, a footnote, if you will. If you play Week 17 in your fantasy leagues, you need to complain to your commissioner and change it for next year. Sorry, as you were, Dilly. He was QB2. Yep. And after two weeks of 2019, he he may only be QB12. But QB12, and he's not even on a roster for 70% of leagues? That's just mad. And... And another thing, 
He's thrown for 250 yards in both games this season. He didn't mm-hmm. he didn't manage to get that at all last season. He has this great ability to score rushing touchdowns. He's done that in both games this season. And you look who they're up against next week. or this, Well, this week. The Bengals at home. Beautiful. There's, there's, it, it just all makes sense. Now, I've, I've just looked again, and he's 62.2% owned. So that's in just under 40% of leagues. He's still not picked up. Pick him up. Pick him up now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, especially this week. He's got a, a great week ahead of him um, on paper. <coughs> and that ties in with one of the waivers that I like this week, which is John Brown, his main receiver. Um, you know, we, we've seen we've seen John Brown over the last few years for the Cardinals and, and last year for the Baltimore Ravens. And we know that he's talented. We know that he's got he, he's a good amount of talent, that he's a quality wide receiver, but he's always had injury problems. But he's healthy right now. He's he's 100% healthy right now. He had seven receptions for 123 yards and a touchdown in week one, 18 standard fantasy points. Um, and then week two, he had seven receptions again for 72 yards. You know, that's just over 10 a clip. What else do you want? He's going to get that week in, week out. That is a baseline. You know, that is seven receptions, seven, eight receptions every week. And if he can, you know, have weeks where he goes, I don't know, 13, 14 yards per clip, even 17 some weeks, he's going to be productive. So you'll do worse than to grab John Brown and put him on your bench. So yeah, ties in with uh, with your pick of Josh Allen. Uh, who else you got to pick up this week, did he? Uh, the Mustard Man, Raheem Mostert. Motard. Yeah, um, so he was only owned by 11%. Now, considering Cheapest. that... Uh, at the start of the week now is owned in a third of league so it's still available to the majority yeah now they do have a, a kind of an rbbc going on in the 49ers but i think if we just discount jeff wilson because that was more because of the score line they brought yep. him into the game get him got him some touches generally they're going to use both breeder and moster and moster had more snaps than breeder mm-hmm. this weekend in week two he rushed for 83 yards on 13 carries, three catches for 68 yards and a TD. That's a lot. PPR, he's going to be a very good player. He's going to have some flex appeal for guys. So um, they, they do have a week four bye. So pick him up because some people might actually think, oh, he's got a week four bye, so he's just going to sit on my bench. Pick him up now. Put him in your lineup this week. Then obviously bench him for the week after and then reap the benefits throughout the rest of the season. Yep. Um so 11% owned, he's now 33% owned, so he's still widely available. So, yeah. you know, yeah, definitely, definitely go pick him up. Uh, one one player that's really interested me, 59% owned to, as we speak now, is Terry McLaurin. We spoke about, I spoke about him last week as a pickup uh, for the Washington Redskins because this guy is the wide receiver one in Washington, people. And Case Keenum, hello, he is getting it done right now. So you've got to ride the hot hand. I know Washington aren't a great team, but McLaurin is going to get his licks this year. Uh, Chicago obviously coming up in week three is a tough one, but after that it's the New York Giants. So, uh, so yeah, pick up McLaurin um, again. Similar vein to to John Brown. You're gonna do, you ain't gonna get much worse picking them up. And sorry, you're you're not gonna have much better on your bench. So you might as well grab them. Yeah, he has because, a tough matchup this week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I said, he's got the. Um, the yes, the the Bears this week, and then the New York Giants the week after. So, so you probably won't play him this week, but he's worth picking up. Um, 
just flying through the the waiver wire on one of my leagues at the moment just to see who's available. I know you've written about DJ Chark, I think, haven't you? Yes. Um, he was 22.2% owned. He's now 35.5, so he's still widely available. If you're buying into Gardner Minchu, if you think that Jacksonville can turn it around, DJ Chark looks like he could be uh, a big piece for them. He really does. So, uh, so yeah, he's one to, to pick up. Obviously, they're playing either tonight or last night, if you're, if you're listening to this on Friday. So he, he might not be a viable option this week. Um, now, one player that I've seen you write about, Dilly, who I, I can't I can't buy into just because I, I don't know what to think going forward, is Demarcus Robinson. Try Sell me on Demarcus Robinson right now. I'm selling you on the human cheat code. Okay. And it's all on Patrick Patrick Mahomes. At the moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you look at the guys who are in that offense, so there's Mahomes, Damian Williams, you're going to be starting him. Kelsey, he's a must-start. Um, Sammy Watkins, you're going to start him because the upside is incredible. Miko Hardman and Demarcus Robinson, they both have flex appeal, and that's particularly in leagues where you have three starting wide receivers. That's what I'm kind of looking at, and particularly in PPR, because Mahomes is just playing that well. He's going to yeah. get the guys the ball. And uh, if you see in my articles, four of the Chiefs receiving course scored over four points in full PPR la- last week. That's that's mad. Mm. That's quite a lot. That is a lot. And he had a fantastic week. I'm not, not going to take that away from him. But I don't know. I see Sammy Watkins. I see McCall Hardman. I know that Tyreek Hill was only a couple of weeks away from coming back. I can't buy into Demarcus Robinson. I know he had a fantastic week, but I think it's a one-off. I don't. I. I don't know. It's this is one for me that if Demarcus Robinson has a good week this week against Baltimore, this is a big test for Kansas City this week. If he has a good week this week against Baltimore, sure, I'll buy in. And he's still. Do you have the current um, ownership numbers with you? Fifty-one point three percent. He's still widely available. That's not going to go up too much now between now and Sunday. So, or next week, should I say? So, if he has a good week this week, sure, I'll buy it. But I need to see it again first to to make sure it wasn't just a flash in the pan kind of thing going on here. Um, and there, but no, and there's, and, and there's one thing I'll add. He was on the on. field for ninety one percent of snaps. Fair enough. That is that's fair enough. And again, if if it happens again this week, he's yeah. there and he's and he's productive Mahomes is targeting him then yeah I'll buy in for sure I'll definitely buy in until then I'm just going to leave him on the wave wide just for this one week personally um, I don't think there's too much to say about tight ends Greg Olsen uh, 71% owned he's got a good matchup this week he's probably got the best matchup uh, in football this week because he goes against Arizona who are just terrible against tight ends um, but um, just want quickly uh, just just your DSTs, because obviously I stream DSTs across the board. I think most people do. I, I guess you do in a few leagues, Dilly, if not all. Um, you, you, I like the D, the Packers DST this week. Um, they've had two pretty nice weeks, 13 points and 9 points. And, and this week they've got Joe, Joe Noodle Arm Flacco and Denver coming to town. So I like there to be some turnovers and not many points scored by Denver. So, so yeah, Packers are only 38.9% owned. So if you haven't got Dallas Cowboys who are playing in Miami Dolphins, of course, then then go grab, then go grab yourself some Packers defense this week. Uh, anything else you want to pick up on, Dilly, um, about on the waiver wire? I'm all good. 
Let me just fly some, through some names off the top of my head. I haven't written anything down, so this is literally I'm ad-libbing here, just for players, um, for drops. Um, I I'm just gonna reel off some names. Tell me if you're gonna drop them or not, uh, whether they're a hold or whether they're a fade. Uh, Jordan Howard. Drop. Justin Jackson. Uh, fade. Mm, yeah, he's played so well, but I just think Austin Eckler's. He's just not on proved. the field enough. Yeah. Mm. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantlin. I would. Uh, I would keep him on the bench. Anthony Miller. Drop. I've already dropped him. Yeah, I've dropped him too. Um, Michael Gallup injured this week, of course, but looked so good in in the first couple of weeks. He's going to be out for like four to five weeks. Do you drop him? Do you keep him? You've got to keep what do you him do because he's too. Uh, that if that offense continues to click, he's just going to come in and be brilliant, and somebody will pick him up to bench stash him. One of those teams who's stronger in the league in your leagues, they'll try and bench stash him, and you don't want to lose that kind of caliber of player. Okay, uh, a few more just off the top of my head. Ronald Jones. I would drop him because I just I, there's a lot. Of, okay, there seem to be a bit of flip flopping <coughs> in that team. Okay, look, let me tell you my next name, Peyton Barber. I would have him on my bench. Actually, I think he's got a half decent matchup this week, so he may even have some flex appeal. Okay, um, one more. Actually, two more. Um, Christian Kirk. Oh, I, no, I'll not Christian starting. Kirk. I don't. I, no, no, I didn't mean Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk had a really good week this week. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll be starting him. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't mean Christian Kirk. I meant the San Francisco Warriors. Uh, Dante Pettis. That's what I meant. <laughs> I've dropped him. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay, just uh, just wanted to give the, the listeners some just a load of names on these guys that are. They're they're probably on your rosters. You're probably thinking, oh, are these are these someone that I need to drop? For these waiver wire targets, well, the, your answers there. M- the, most of them were drops. So if you heard that, heard the name, go ahead and drop them. You're not going to lose out. Um, and if the worst comes to worst in a couple of weeks' time, if they do start to take off, then they'll, they'll be available. So you go spend your fab. Um, anyway, let's um, let's put a line under the waiver wire add and drops there, and let's head into to week three's starts and sits. <laughs> Okay, Diddy, as my esteemed guest, even though you're staff, doesn't matter. I'm going to let you go first. Uh, let's start the quarterback. We'll go... Well, who, who are you starting this week at quarterback? I'm starting Josh Allen. I'm, picking, uh, I'm telling everyone to pick him up and I'm starting him. I'm starting him <coughs> over Matt Ryan this week and I'm starting him over Aaron Rodgers this week. That's how much confidence I have in the guy. I am 100% behind you. Um, yeah, I mean, we spoke about Josh Allen and his rushing upside is is fantastic. So, so yeah, I agree this week is is a must start for Josh Allen. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm starting Jameis this week. Um, me, and, <laughs> me and Jameis, uh, yeah, it's we're, we're developing quite the, quite the romance here. Um, obviously, everyone knows that I spoke highly about Jameis all off season and then I fell out with him after the first week um kind of got a little bit off him in week two but this is the week this is the week this is the week where Jameis flies he's gonna get 380 passing yards four touchdowns and I don't know 55 yards on the ground Jameis 
is going to light up. Uh, well, they're at home against the, the, the Giants, so he's going to light up Raymond James Stadium. All aboard, Jameis Winston. Uh, take me through your sits at quarterback. My sits are the Rocket Man, uh, Rocket Head, Andy Dalton. Andy uh, Dalton. He's yeah, one of them. He's one of them. Uh, oh, you got two. Yeah, I've got two. Baker. Ah, well, you've just nicked mine. So, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Dex, yeah. Tell me about Baker. Okay, Baker faces the Rams. Obviously, the Rams we know have got a fantastic defense. Um, Baker's been a bit hit and miss, hasn't he, this year so far? And I, I must admit, I haven't watched too much from Monday night's game against the Jets, but in the season opener, man, Baker Mayfield looked a little bit of a ghost out there uh, at times during Week One. So a little bit skeptical about Baker Mayfield at the moment. I think there's still some sort of some parts that need sort of. <laughs> Yeah, some some greasing up there, uh, ready for the rest of the season in Cleveland. I think they will be a good unit. I think they'll be fantastic, and I think they will make the playoffs. But just some teething issues happening uh, there, and I just think this this game against the Rams might just be a sticky spot for Baker Mayfield and fantasy fans. So if you've got Baker Mayfield this week, I would probably not play him. Here's my sit of the week. Um, Andy He's... Dalton, take me through it. So... The Bills D is legitimate. Yeah, now, Andy Dalton, uh, Andy Dalton has played pretty well this season. So averaging around 20 points a game. Um, but the Bills D only is giving up 11.6 points per, per game to the quarterback position. And with them being at home, I don't know how much they're going to be able to run the ball with Mixon kind of being still injured a little bit. I just... I, I need to understand how uh, they're actually going to move the ball on this defense. Yeah, you know I agree, uh, agree completely. Um, yeah, uh, Andy. I mean, everyone knows that I'm not a massive fan of the Bengals this year at all. Um, and I think, yeah, as you said, I think uh, Andy Dalton has. He's been week one was admiral, um, admiral, no, admirable uh, against the Seahawks. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not buying in. So yeah, um, he's, a, he's definitely a good candidate for sit. Um, just quickly back to Baker. Uh, the Rams are currently giving up five. <laughs> they're currently giving up five fantasy points per game, on average, at the moment to quarterbacks. Breeze did get injured, so that kind of skews it a little bit. Yeah, true. But the Rams are decent. Yeah, the the, the D's decent. Um, Baker is only QB twenty one on the year, so yeah. he's not performing at QB one levels, and you shouldn't be starting him. Okay, um, let's go on to running backs. <laughs> Another surprise for people here: um, someone that has been terrible, absolutely terrible so far this season. But it pains me to say. Because he's going up against the Colts this week. It's Devonta Freeman from the Atlanta Falcons. This is the get-right week for Devonta. The Colts, you can run on the Colts. I think they're maybe fourth worst against the run uh, in fantasy this this year. So there's points to be given away uh, in Lucas Oil Stadium. And I think 
I think it'll be a close game. I really do. I don't think there'll be. I don't think the Colts will will fly off in a, to a, a big lead. I don't think the Falcons will. I think it'll be a tight game. I think it'll be a tactical game, and I think Devonta Freeman will be heavily relied on in the passing game, particularly. So PPR leagues, especially Devonta Freeman this week, get right game. Bit of a 2019 breakout game for for Devonta. This one is for me, and I think he writes some wrongs. Um, yeah, the Colts are third worst in fantasy against the run. They're currently giving up 27 fantasy points per game. So I think Devonta Freeman is gonna eat this week. What do we reckon? I think he's gonna have a half decent game. I'm starting him in uh, one of my uh, um, keeper leagues this week. Uh, well, you're starting him. You've been starting him every week, but you've been. Worrying about tilting and actually sticking mm. on the bench because of the poor performance to date, but um, I managed to win with him still on the team last week. So I, it, I think I'm get better. Yeah, and it is a bit of last chance to do for me actually with Devonta because everyone knows I was high on Devonta Freeman heading into this year. Um, and yeah, it's a bit of last chance to do. If he doesn't do well this week, then yeah, he's going to be benched for me. And a possible drop candidate um, if, if should things not improve. Ooh. Possibly. Let, let, I mean, I'm not talking he's going to be benched oh, first. Trained. So if he doesn't perform well this week, then he's going to go on the bench for a couple of weeks. And then if, if still come week six, he's still not doing any better, then yeah, of course it's a drop. Um, take me through your start running back. I'm going to go with one of the riskier ones this time around. And that's... Riskier than, than, than Devonta Freeman? I'm going to say because he's on a team where they have more than one running back and they've got a plus matchup. Okay, go for it. Sony. Now, Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the reason is so he's been tricky because week one in he had that ridiculous stat line. I think he only just scored over a point. Oh, yeah, I had him in a couple of fantasy teams. Trust me, I know. And week two, he saved it. He saved his fantasy week. Um, this week is against the Jets. The Jets are on their third string quarterback at the moment. So they can potentially run the score up, run the ball loads. You know how Belichick feels about the Jets. They're, he's going to be awesome. There's not no two ways about it. And when we think if they're not going to be passing the ball a hell of a lot to the to the guys in the backfield, so guys like I'm not as high on guys like James White or Rex Burkhead this week. So it's going to be so many sure. show. Yep, yeah, I can buy into that for sure. Um, Mark Ingram is a sip for me at running back. Um, I know he's had a pretty good start to the season, but the Chiefs are sneaky good against running backs. They've only given up 28 yards uh, on average per game. So far, they're, they're the fifth best in the league against running backs in fantasy football, only giving up 10 points per game to running backs. And I think that the Chiefs, there's always this shootout opportunity, isn't there, for, for anyone playing the Chiefs. When you've got a team like Baltimore, who are good defensively, but I still think Mahomes is going to pick them apart. I think they're going to be from behind, is what I'm saying. I think the Ravens, despite looking good so far this year, I still I think they're going to be playing from behind. I think they're going to use the air a lot more. Marquise Brown could have a good game. Miles Boykin, my, my my boy Miles, he could get into the into the game this week against the Chiefs because their defense is not great, but they are good on the on the against the run. So. I think, yeah, it becomes more of a... Uh, I think we see Lamar Jackson rush a little bit more this week. I think we see Lamar Jackson throw a lot more this week. I think he has to. 
And I think that takes that naturally takes Mark Ingram out of the game. So for me, Mark Ingram is um, a risky sit. I'm going to say risky sit because he has been pretty good this year so far. But I am I would be keen to to sit him on my bench if I've got a better option. I don't disagree, mate. Cool. Who have you got for sit? Um, I have now. I'm going to go with a player who is against quite a good defense, uh, even though uh, Marlon Mack. Um, tore them apart from a fantasy perspective. I'm going to say Carlos Hyde. Okay. And the reason behind that is the offensive line is still struggling a little bit. So with uh, Deshaun Watson struggling to kind of perform admirably. It's contagious. I I struggled with that word about five (laughs) minutes ago. (laughs) Admirably. (laughs) Um, With him struggling to perform consistently in the first two weeks of the season and um, with uh, the offensive line not performing as well as people would hope, uh, Carlos Hyde's going to struggle to move the ball, and especially with uh, the opposite side of the ball, the Chargers are able to move the ball quite well with Eckler being an absolute monster. Carlos Hyde might actually be brought out of the game purely from a a game script point of view. Yeah. I'm waiting for Carlos Hyde to fall off a cliff because I've been more than vocal saying that I don't think Carlos Hyde is a very good running back because he's not. Um, I've had a great argument this week on, on my home... Fans, uh, my home NFL group on WhatsApp, um, they're ganging up on me because they they're telling me that Carlos Hyde's a good running back, and they're telling me that he's he's, he's going to do different things in Houston. And so far, so far, Carlos Hyde has been pretty good. I'm going to give him that. He has, but he will fall off a cliff because his Carlos Hyde is not very good running back. <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping that this week will be the week for your case as well. Uh, uh, if you put him as a sit, did he? Um, Take me away with your wide receiver start. My uh, start is going to be Larry Fitz. Now, in pre-season, well, uh, ahead of, in draft season, I was not that big on him. I didn't expect the um, the Cardinals to actually do much, but now I would say he's a must start. Kyle has kind of figured out that how important Larry Fitz is to him because he's had twenty four targets in two weeks. It's crazy. That's the old man is getting it done. High. And the, the man doesn't man drop the ball. No, he does not. Experience, so, you see. So he's got that experience. He's got <laughs> glue hands. He's got massive hands. He's got this just innate ability to to locate and track the football. So start him. He's, he's even capable potentially of being a wide receiver one on the week because he's just, particularly in PPR, because he's just going to be peppered. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um Larry Fitz, the guy who won't not who will not die. Um the old man getting it done in Arizona. Uh I can get behind that. Um uh, my start of the week at wide receiver is Kenny Galladay, the smooth routes himself. Uh, um he goes up against the Eagles at the Eagles. Uh, pretty difficult matchup actually. But when you look at the statistics, it's actually easier than you think might think because there's only four teams that have given up more than 225 yards on average to wide receivers this year. The Eagles is one of them. They are currently the second worst team statistically in fantasy football against the wide receiver. 
And I love Kenny Golladay. I think he's just going to get better and better and better as the season rolls on. I think that starts this week. He had a good week last week. I think he's going to have a better week this week. Matt Stafford's going to pepper him. And I think Kenny Golladay will be a fantasy week winning wide receiver. I have him in our league. Oh, you do. You're not playing me this week, are you? Uh, no. <laughs> That's next week. <laughs> um, my sit at wide receiver is the struggling Robbie Anderson. Um, I, he's probably not on a lot of starting lineups, I would guess, because he's had a fairly quiet start to the season. I know he was targeted a couple of times by Luke Falk uh, on Monday night, but that's one of the reasons why he's a sit for me this week. It's because Luke Falk is the third string what a quarterback for a reason at the Jets. I think Luke Falk was fine in college. I think, if my memory serves me correctly, he's from out of Florida. And I think he was pretty good, um, but nothing special. And I think Robbie Anderson is a kind of receiver that needs a rapport. He's a kind of receiver that needs a chemistry with a quarterback to be productive. I think he's got that with Sam Darnold. And I think that had Sam, <coughs> excuse me, had Donald been there last week and for the next few weeks, I think you'd have seen Robbie Anderson slowly progress uh, fantasy-wise and, and sort of in the league as well to, to be in one of them sort of top wide receiver twos, if you like. Um, but because Sam Donald's not there and because it's Luke Falk and because Robbie Anderson's not had the greatest of starts and because they go up against the Patriots at Patriots at Gillette Stadium. There's a lot of things that's working against Robbie Anderson this week. So if you're considering putting him in your starting lineup in the flex position, don't bother. Leave him on your bench this week. Yeah, Who have you... they they don't have a quarterback really. So yeah, exactly. Um, who have you got at drop? Uh, on sitting on my bench, I would sit Didi Westbrook. Now. We, Didi Westbrook was touted to be the the guy with Nick Foles under centre. Um, as we've talked about earlier, DJ Chark is trending upwards, and then going in the opposite direction is Didi Westbrook. Uh, he was yep. he only had one reception for three yards last week at, at Houston, at Tennessee. I don't think it's going to fare that much better. Um, I think I have him in one league, and it it's nauseating even the thought of a. Uh, Starting him. Yeah, no. Ah, oh, I wish he'd done better because I love Dee Westbrook. I really do. I've been I've been a massive fan of him since his rookie year, but it just everything keeps going against him. And again, he looked like week one. He got a couple of looks, and it looked like yeah, it could be something uh, materialising here for Dee But yeah, it's gone it's gone south fairly quickly. Uh, tight end position. Do you know what? One of the players that I've been so so looking forward to watching every week so far this year. Mark Andrews, man. Mark Andrews from... Mac. Mac. Sounds like a sheep. Mark Andrews <laughs> from from the Baltimore Ravens goes up against the Chiefs. And I've already spoken about this game a little bit because I told you about Mark Ingram being a sit. Well, one of the reasons being, as like I said, it's going to be a bit of an air game, I think. And as we know, Mark Andrews is one of the most trusted targets for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson loves throwing to him. Absolutely loves loves it and I think it's going to continue this week the Chiefs are not great against tight ends they're not great in the secondary I think Mark Andrews can exploit them and I'm looking forward to watching him dominate once again this week in fantasy he's going to be 
in PPR top three, I reckon. He's averaged yeah. 25 points in full PPR this season. That's insane. Oh, sign me up. Uh, do you know what the most frustrating thing is ever? Ever. I was sitting there for my home. Oh, you were there. You were in the room with me, Dilly, right? We were doing our draft for the, for the SFL. In my house, in my mum's living room, with all my mates there, including you, we were sitting there with a live draft board, and I had Mark Andrews lined up as my next pick. I was picking from the 102 spot, so no, sorry, I was at the 101 spot. And I was the, the guy. <laughs> no, uh, was it you? You were 103, weren't yes. you? Yes. Uh, now, you... now I can't remember. You were 103 because it wasn't you yeah. that stole. Because Mark Andrews went the pick before I was going to pick. This is like in the 13th round. And I eyed him up. I hadn't got a quarterback because I knew I was going to get Mark Andrews late. So I didn't even think about it. I was just about to line Mark Andrews up. He was on my queue list. And it was Adam Hudson. Huddy, if you're listening to this, I, I've told you already. I hate you for, you for what you've done. You picked up Mark Andrews as your second tight end. <laughs> and I didn't well, His first that. tight end is OJ. Howard. This is true. So as a great <laughs> so he's, pick up. <laughs> he's definitely locked out on that one. Um, great pick up. But yeah, no, Mark, I'm so yeah, mad. Uh, uh, I actually have Mark Andrews in quite a few leagues this year. Um, I'm against uh, your one of your best mates uh, in another league, uh, and hopefully I will stomp on his dreams with Mark Andrews yes, for the second he, time in a row. Especially as he is a Baltimore fan, so that would be even sweeter. <laughs> Um, my start of the week actually is going to be the old man Greg Olsen <laughs> I said pick him up yeah. um, generally if you're looking at starts and sits from the tight end position which the majority of us are um, Mark Andrews I'm going to say is a every week must start Zach Ertz number one start. tight end Kittle, uh, Kelsey Kittle Ertz Andrews they're must starts Darren yeah. Waller is now getting towards that point of view because he's just got enough targets going for him and Evan Engram he's pretty much the number one target in the New York Giants. It's going to be interesting to see with uh, the new quarterback coming in. But Greg Olson, we've we've said it earlier, the Cardinals suck against the tight end position. Providing Cam's healthy, or moderately healthy, he start, uh, providing he starts, Greg Olson's he, he's plug and play. Uh, yeah, he had a great week last week, so you'd expect that to continue um, against, I think, the worst... They're comparing the Cardinals, right? Yes. So the Cardinals, just this is perspective for you, the Cardinals, and obviously I know they played Baltimore Ravens, so this, this does get exaggerated slightly, but uh, the Dolphins are the second worst team against the tight ends, and again, they've played the, the, the Ravens, so I get it. Um, they give up, on average, 13 points per game to the tight ends. The Cardinals are number so that's Dolphins. They're number two. The Cardinals are number one. They are the worst against the tight ends, and they give up twenty-two points on average to the tight end position. So yeah, Greg Olson, start him up as Diddy said. I can buy into that. Um, let's go into some drops. I'm I'm eager to talk about someone who's probably not in your lineups, but just in case you're in a deep league. Or in case you play some crazy two tight end league or something crazy. Noah Fant, the rookie, who I was quite excited about coming into the season. He's not taken off. And 
it, he should really be dropped. If you if you're holding on to him, then drop him completely off your off your rosters. But if you're thinking about starting him this week, by some weird logic, don't because the Packers have given up exactly zero, zero, zero. That's less than one. <laughs> standard points to uh, tight ends this year they've given up seven yards per game to tight ends that is that is it uh so they are they're very good against tight ends so don't start Noah Fant this week if you were considering it um finish us off Diddy with your tight end sit Jared Cook oh this is interesting because I was going to have Jared Cook as a start potentially talk me through it um so I think there are plenty of other options who are going to perform better. So generally you're not going to stick a tight end in your flex position. So it's either tight end position or sitting comfortably on your bench. Now with Drew Brees out out for several weeks, Jared Cook has not performed as well as one would hope. And with Teddy there, I just... I haven't seen enough to see where he's going to be throwing the ball aside from Michael Thomas and Super Camario. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll take your point. But I will raise you this. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, when he was in Minnesota, did have a very good rapport with Carl Rudolph. Did work well together. So he can throw to the tight ends. We've seen it before. Yeah. Jared Cook has done it before you know last year yeah being the best year of his career and this week he goes against the seahawks who are technically the third worst against tight ends in fantasy football and they give up 65 yards on average per game and 12 fancy points per game so i toyed with actually having jared cook as my start of the week because i think <laughs> the saints are going to be hurting obviously with no drew Brees. um I think Teddy Bridgewater might find Cook as a bit of a release valve, and I think you might see him target a fair bit. So I'm going to disagree with you there, Dilly, but I can see your point, definitely. And uh, to give a little bit more context behind it, I drafted Jared Cook as my uh, middling tight end Mm -hmm. in my keeper league. Yeah. Uh, It it just started off this year, so um, and he's already sat on my bench for Darren Waller. Oh yeah, definitely. He he definitely wasn't the he wasn't definitely wasn't worth the, the draft capital for sure. Exactly, and I just I see other players: T.J. Hawkinson, Delaney Walker, Vance Dance. Even if he decides to pass to him, O.J. Howard, it's going to be mm-hmm. tricky to trust him. But it's the New York Giants, Austin yep. Hooper against us. There's lots and lots of players who you can put in. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. And I have absolutely zero um, shares of Jared Cook. So I don't know what it's like to own Jared Cook this year because obviously he's not been great. So I can feel your pain, definitely. Um, but statistically this week, he could, he, he, could, he could have a nice week. He, he could have a nice week, but I'm not going to trust it could. I'd rather put somebody in who is going to have a little... who's had some volume go his way. Absolutely. I can see that right we are way over time i'm trying to keep this to under 30 minutes we're now at 46 so <laughs> we have gone <laughs> flying over time but it's all been good stuff um thank you so much for coming on dilly once again um tell the people where you're at on the social medias and what's coming up from you um this this season 
so at Dilly Toon on uh, multiple uh, on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, I'm predominantly going to be doing start sits, waiver wires, and uh, last week I had um, DFS as well. Um, so you're going to see me over those uh, formats over the over the next uh, few weeks. Uh, I'm off uh, for a couple of weeks to sunny Spain, but um, oh, you skyver. Uh, <laughs> but you will see me. Uh, uh, well, you will uh, hear me on the airwaves and uh, online uh, once I'm back. You will in. Indeed. Um, yeah, go check out Diddy stuff on the website. Um, as well, while you're on the website, go check out what what's going on there at the minute. We've got um, hashtag NFL 100 memories going up. An article um, pretty much every day. They're trying to get 100 memories up on there. Um, this is open to everyone. I mentioned it last week on the podcast. Um, if you want to write a little article about your favourite NFL memory, get in touch with Tim at the uh, well at full 10 yards on twitter or go find us on facebook full 10 yards because um yeah we're looking for people to to help um with this little mini project going on um 100 memories we're trying to create on the website number 10 has just gone up um which is uh, it's a bit of a spoiler alert it's saints versus the chargers um which is a tim monk uh he's written that, that. um go on that was my first game i went to that game if that's oh really? The game. Yeah, that was the first game that I went to. Twenty um, sixth uh, of October two thousand eight. Yep, uh, I was yeah. uh, um, one month into university and uh, took the little trip down <laughs> to uh, took the little trip down from Uxbridge down to Wembley Stadium and uh, what a game it was! How Mary would write it at the end. You'll read about it on the website. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant game, and uh, and that and that was your first f- game. That was the first game that I went to, and now I'm a. Uh, uh, a UK season ticket holder, so I've got tickets to all four games this season as well. Good stuff. Well, funny enough, um, the the actual title of the sh- of the article from Tim is "My First Game: Saints versus Chargers." So you've got uh, something in common with our fearless leader, um, because that was obviously his first game as well. So there you go. Um, so they're on the website. Uh, the, the, what you've listened to today, the waivers um, and and Dilly, what he's written this week, that is up on the website. Uh, takeaways from week two as well. Um, there's plenty to get your to get your teeth into. And like like I said, um, well, actually, I haven't said that. Yeah, but we, coming up this week, start sits, which will be written by uh, Andy Moore, and then Andy Goddard, the other Andy, um, he's going to pick up all the DraftKings and DFS stuff for us at the weekend. So keep your eyes peeled on the website. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, you're a trooper. Um, and all that's left to say is it's bye bye from Dilly. Bye bye. It's take it easy, peeps. And in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards. Or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.